This episode of this Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey is brought to you by Energy Healer Jean Borders' Personal Powerful Transformation Program. Know you're leaving money on the table, but can't figure out how to bring it in? Need to double your productivity and profitability? Need an extra push to get things moving in the right direction? Visit www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com slash transformation now and apply for a business consultation with Jean. Welcome to the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey, where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Prepare to feel a sense of relief and empowerment as we get rid of the baggage you've been carrying that's held up your business success up until now. Be sure to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, lean in, get comfortable, and prepare to take off. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Jean Border, with the Focus Practical Dreamer's Journey podcast. I have a special guest for you all today, someone I met at um, a class I was taking. Um, back in the summer, I think it was, I don't even remember, but we started having a conversation and we just had so many things in common. It was amazing. We thought alike. We used the same language, which is a big deal. Um, but anyway, I want to introduce you to Barbara Cookson. Hello, Barbara. How are you? Hi, I'm great, Jean. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you're the superhero coach. Yes. Talk to me about who you yes. are and what you do and what that means. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, it's been quite a journey uh, to to be the superhero coach. Um, and, it, and it sort of evolved uh, naturally. Um, I think I think I was meant to be uh, doing this for sure, because it's just evolved from from where I started years ago. And um, and speaking and and teaching and it all sort of came about uh as a as a keynote presentation at a women's conference years ago and their theme was superheroes so i wore a superhero suit and it just sort of caught on and voila the superhero coach (laughs) yeah how many years have you been in business then Oh my goodness. I've been a coach for about 12 years and been speaking for, um, a little over 10. And, um, yeah. So I, I do a lot of different things, but that's my, that's my biggest passion is speaking and teaching. Do you work primarily with women? Um, it's, it's, it's really evolved into that. I've, I've coached men in the past, but I, I tend to attract, uh, women, my age, um, my background kind of. Um, so it's just, I have a passion for women who are uh, struggling and who are especially, um, in my age group that are finding themselves with an empty nest or not knowing what the next chapter is going to be. And so those are the women that kind of, uh, uh, that I attract as, as clients. So if a client wanted to work with you, how, what does that look like? It's, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, clients that work with me, we, we work together one on one. We usually meet once a week and I, and I do coaching in person and online. Um, but it's, uh, the women that I, that I work with, um, it's funny because everybody that I've coached all, we all, we all sort of are looking for the same things. It's it's almost like um, everyone is searching for fulfillment. They're searching for joy. They're searching for happiness. And it doesn't matter where the women are that I meet, where, the, where they are in their life. Um, and they all say word for word, the same thing when I sit down and and meet with them. And it it kind of makes me giggle every time I hear it. Women will look at me and say, I know what I have to do. I just don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and I've caught myself saying that, right. 
And so, so coaching is just really fun because I just sort of guide them back to what they know they need to do, but they're not doing on their own. So you're like an accountability partner then. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Very much so. But I've also, I've also kind of developed a a coaching sort of um, template, I guess you would call it, um, and when I'm speaking, I do the same things. I just I just help women to, especially women, um, to reignite and and remember um, their own personal power, their own their own personal innate powers for creating their own joy and their own happiness in their own life in in ways that innately they know how to, but they're just not doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. And you use term a term that I'm very big on, which is personal power. Yeah. So often people give away their power by saying, "Oh, they made me do this," or it's "their fault," or oh, whatever. Everything is truth. Everything's a choice, and that's it. That you 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 picked one of my words, Dean, because everything is a choice, and and one of the powers that I teach about is uh, the power of awareness and awareness of your choice, and everything is a choice, and if we just sit down and 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 remember that, there's so much power and 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 grace in knowing that, that we have a choice. Yeah, I push three things really hard. The first one is awareness, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of aware of where you are, what actions you're taking that are maybe keeping you where you are. When you really think you want to be over here, well, let's be aware of that. Now, let's focus on the journey and what steps we need to take to get you there right exactly. so awareness exactly. focus and, and strategic action that's my big deal but it all oh comes out to personal power personal use that power. power to determine your reality right absolutely it can influence you but it's all, ultimately it's your choice to stay in a job you hate or a job you love to work with people you can't stand or work with people that you get juiced by being around yes it's always your choice, but it's so easy to forget that. It's so easy to forget that. And, 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 and also being aware of your language and your inner voices and also the power of your own intuition and your own guts. Um, when we say so many of the same things. It's just, oh my gosh. And women especially, and, and I'm guilty of this. I've been guilty of this in the very recent past of not listening to my own intuition and listening to my own gut. And, and as coaches, and I'm sure you've, you've, you've been there too, Jean. I'm sure you've felt this that we coach people with what we need ourselves in our lives. And and I know that when I coach women and 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 talk to women about listening to their gut and listening to their intuition and being aware of their self-talk, I'm talking to myself too and learning myself as I'm helping other women. Um, because I've 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 kind of been guilty of not listening to my own intuition. And every time I don't, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. And and being aware of our own gut feelings and our own intuition and that guiding voice that we need to trust and listen to because our own power is in that inner voice and inner intuition and listening to it. And the more you trust that inner voice, the more it will help you in the future. Absolutely. And bring you peace <laughs> because I know now that I've I've started to really really hone in on my intuition and listen to my intuition um, making decisions small ones big ones when I listen to my intuition and my inner voices and trust it there is so much more ease and so much more calm and so much more peace when you can listen to your own intuition to make decisions it's there there's no there's no conflict there's no turmoil um it's amazing it's amazing and it's simple it's not difficult but for some people it 
I think it really is. I've worked, I've worked with a lot of people over time. There was one girl that would literally ask every person she came up to, well, this is the situation. What do I do? It was the situation. What do I do? This is the situation. What do I do? This is the situation. What do I do? Yeah. There was the capacity didn't appear to be within her to trust any decision that she could possibly make on anything of real substance, right? I mean, she could decide what to eat for lunch, but of any, anything of impact. Yeah. was almost crippling her. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, I think it's a skill set that you develop. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And, and I think a huge part of that is the power of confidence and, and self-confidence. So self-awareness of your power and your energy, but then to build on that, to build self-confidence. And that's, that's a real problem for a lot of women, isn't it? Um, not, not, not trusting themselves to make big decisions that we always have to have input and guidance from someone else when really our own inner guidance is the best compass to follow. Um, and confidence is huge for a lot of women. We, we, we get knocked down by, uh, circumstances and by outer forces and we, we forget that we have confidence and power to to empower ourselves without looking outside for someone to tell us what to do or that it's okay to do something we we need to give ourselves permission and have the confidence to do that from within without looking to someone else to give us permission does that make sense and sometimes that's not the way we're raised no 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 i was very lucky my parents instilled in me that anything I wanted, I could do. Yeah. Mine too. Weren't we lucky? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I grew up with that knowledge that if I really wanted something, I could make it happen. Yeah. Now, I may have to do a whole lot of things to to get there, but but you can. Possible. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I, I would have raised. to decide and decision yeah. is another thing that's so hard for a lot of women. Yeah. 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 A lot of people, really. I, I don't oh, yeah. Discriminate. <laughs> Humans. Humans. There we go. It's kind of in our DNA. And and I, I'm like you. I was raised the same way. I had a I had a dad that taught us to uh, he, he taught me how to change the brakes on my car and how to change tires. And and we Back did everything. Day, like, yes. My dad would have me push on the brakes while he would bleed the brakes. Yeah. You're out of line. <laughs> yes, it's oh, and, and I'm I'm so grateful for that because it it he and he always taught us that we could do anything that we wanted to do and, and it didn't matter that we were girls we could do anything boys could do and and he made my brother learn to do laundry and dishes too so it, it went both ways it went both ways um but for for and that kind of that kind of um ties back into another power that I teach is the power of your beliefs, the power of your belief system. And you and I were raised to believe that we have power and that we can do anything. But so many women and and men, but but especially women, are raised with the belief that they're not good enough, that they're never going to amount to anything, that all you can be is a wife, um, you can't go to school. Um, how many, how many, um, little girls are still raised that way? Um, I'm hoping that it's less, but I know that there's a, there's a lot of children who are still raised with the beliefs that they're not good enough. And, and if they're, if they're raised in a, in a financial situation, um, that they, that they don't have, um, the financial means, to do some things, uh, they they're raised with a belief that you know they're not they're not going to make it, and that's that's something that's a that's a big thing to overcome. Then, as an adult, and so I I ha- I'm sorry I think that's my computer beeping. Um, so that's that's another obstacle, another challenge. For a lot of women, than it, that when they reach our age, to overcome some of those beliefs that they were raised with, and 
and figure out now that, no, I, I can do anything I want to do and anything I set my mind to without permission from someone else. Permission. That's a big one. Yeah. Sometimes with clients, I have to actually say those words. Yeah. I give you permission exactly. to not do that. Exactly. I I actually have a, um, I go a little step further than that. And even I have my clients sit down and, and write a contract with themselves. And it's a written permission contract. And they date it and they sign it. And it says, I give myself permission to be, do, and have one, two, three, four, five, and then sign it. And so it's a, it's an official contract with themselves, permission contract. And I have them fill it out and sign it and post it on the refrigerator so they see it every single day. And it's a powerful visual. It's a powerful tool. Um, and I encourage any woman to do that. Give yourself permission to be, do, and have anything that you desire and post it and date it and sign it. And some people listening are saying, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. And and it's it's true. It's true. So many of us are... Uh, I guess jaded would would be a word. Um, and there was a time when I was too, and I would think, oh, that's stupid. That's kind of silly. But it's really not. And I've really found that, um, and I've done it for myself. I've done the permission contract for myself and posted it. And it's a powerful exercise um, in, in self-worth and self um power, empowerment, um, to give ourselves permission. And it's not just um, um, trying to think of the words. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not silly. It's, it's really powerful. And even though it's simple, it's powerful to write things down. Writing things down makes them tangible and makes them real. And we can talk to ourselves till we're blue in the face. But when you see it visually on paper that you have this contract with yourself, it's it it flips a switch and starts to turn on that confidence and and open up possibilities. Well, I think that it most likely also creates an awareness whenever you do something that's in violation of that. Yes. Though even if you don't have the strength in that moment to do something different, you realize, oh, this is not congruent with what I had stated. Exactly. That, that it, I give yeah. myself permission to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, that's a journey, could be a journey to get from a really, I'm going to use the word stuck place because I don't want to put judgments on it. Right. Yeah. To yeah. get from a stuck place to a place of joy. Yeah. Or a feeling of accomplishment or a feeling of freedom. Right. Another thing I, I I kind of encourage some women to do is to sign the contract and actually add a place for a witness. Ooh. Because we all have that special friend, partner, someone that we do trust to help us when we need help. And not to not someone that you look for to tell you what to do and to and to give you that permission, but someone as a support. And I know I have lots of women friends who are complete supporters and, and I can go to them and ask advice and they're there just to support me in my decisions. And so when I, when I give that contract to my clients, I actually have a line at the bottom for a witness and I encourage them to have that special support person that they have in their life to actually read the contract, acknowledge it and witness it and sign it. So that then they know that I've given myself permission to be doing have these things. And when they see that I'm stepping off the path and not allowing myself to have those things and doing the things that I need to do to get me there, they can come back and say, hey, wait a minute. Remember that contract? I, I acknowledge that and I witnessed it and you're not doing it. And they can point it out to me in a loving, friendly, kind way. And that's really helpful, too. It, it has been for me. It could also be scary. Very scary. Very scary. Yes. Because, because yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's 
kind of forcing you to keep your word with yourself. With the idea that a consequence might be judgment if someone figures. Yes. You gave your word. Yeah. What's going on? (laughs) And and judgment, I think, is um, it drives a lot of our decisions sometimes, worrying about how people might think of us. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Trying to make other people happy at the expense of your own self. Yeah. And where do you become? Where do you, how do you you get so lost? Right. Yes. 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 And, and don't you find too that, um, that a a lot of women that we coach and the women that we help are, are people pleasers and put everyone else first. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a huge trait for moms because they've, they've lived their lives for their kids and for their spouses and for their families. And so it's their, it's, it's their job to put everyone else first. So they, they get knocked down and down and down that priority list. And then all of a sudden the kids are gone. Um, maybe I'm getting a little older. Maybe I'm starting to think about retirement and it smacks us in the face. Okay. Now what about me? What about my turn? You know, and and is someone going to judge me and think I'm selfish if I start to turn things around and and maybe do what I want to do? What are people going to think? It it's it's a huge issue for all of us to deal with and to have enough self worth and enough confidence to to empower ourselves to not be crippled by that judgment yeah well you have steps you take people through talk to me a little bit about that yeah i do we uh we we go through um i have i have a a format that we go through and we reignite and remember eight of the powers and principles that i've i've come to realize that most of us forget and they are they are they correlate with our energy system and our chakra system and each power lives in a different power center and so we go through a series of um journaling exercises and even physical movements and physical exercises and affirmations and meditations to to reignite and and open up our energy through these centers so that we can ignite those powers and it's it's really powerful. We just go one by one right through all eight. And it's 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 really fun. It's really fun to see um to see the light bulbs come on when when we start to go, oh my goodness, yeah, I I I haven't thought about this. I haven't I haven't put attention on these powers in that way. And it's 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 just really fun. Well, one of the things that when I'm working with a client on even subconscious beliefs, mm-hmm. one of the things that I bring to awareness, their awareness is however they're treating a, a situation in one area of their life, if they look at a different area of their life, they're going through the same process. Mm-hmm. Because the same belief is impacting all areas of their world. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, personal relationship, their group dynamics, their financial situation, their activity choices. It's a very interesting thing. It, it really is. And and that's a big, 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 um, um, it, it's a big deal for women to even become aware of what their beliefs are. We we don't as humans, I don't think we stop and think about okay, what do I what do I believe about that? And so one of one of the journaling um exercises that we do uh with my clients and I is that we we sit down and journal, okay, what what is my belief around this? Um we and then the big question and we do a lot of introspective questioning when I'm coaching women is one of the big questions is, okay, 
Where did this belief come from? And is it serving me still? And what do I choose to believe instead that's going to serve me better in the future? And that's a big question. It's not a simple answer. It hasn't been for me when I do the the exercises. Um, you know, learning learning exactly what what do we believe about ourselves and why and where did that come from? Because all of our we didn't we didn't come into these bodies. We didn't come down here on this planet with beliefs already. We came as an empty vessel and we absorbed and learned and took on the beliefs of our parents, our teachers, our mentors, our friends, our our school buddies. We we absorbed all of what we believe and what we've become from outside sources. And then when we get to be our age, we can st- we and even before, but most of us don't get there before <laughs> before now, we can start to question you know where did this come from why do i why do i act this way why do i think this way why do i believe this way when it's not when it's not when it's not really coming from me does that make sense mhm yeah one of the the broadest categories yeah. that, and, and bl- that i think comes into play is issues related to self-worth oh gosh what do i deserve i don't deserve that I deserve, here's a positive one, to be treated better than you mm-hmm. have been treating me. Exactly. That's a positive one. But the other one is the self-talk. Uh, well, I must have done something bad to make him hit me. I must have done yes. something bad yes. to my boss not to like me. I must have done something bad not to have been invited to that party. Yep. I must have been, it's always my fault. Always your fault. Right. And and that's a belief that came from somewhere in our upbringing and when we were raised that if you're not if you're not good enough, you're not going to be included, and and you're not good enough. Um, it's 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 sad that so many of us have have been raised with those kind of limiting beliefs that hang on and hang on and hang on, and they're they they are crippling. I when I was a kid, I was I was I was very afraid of speaking out, and I. I don't even remember why, but I completely closed off, wouldn't speak. I I wouldn't make eye contact with people. I it was a it was just kind of a protective thing. I just I just wouldn't wouldn't speak. And my parents had to take me out of school every single Wednesday afternoon to go see a counselor because they thought I'd never function. I I just closed in on myself so much. And and I think it was um it was definitely some trauma in my childhood that that caused me to just close off and as a protection just close in um obviously the the therapy helped because now now I talk all the time uh, and speak for a living <laughs> but, but it's it's overcoming those beliefs now by realizing our empowerment and our self empowerment and and you and I both both teach the same things and 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 speak to those same topics and same issues. But the first part of that is being aware that they're even driving your life. Yeah, yeah. Where, where I, I tell my client, some of my clients, um, talk to yourself inside at least as well as you would speak to a stranger. Yeah. If you wouldn't say those words to somebody you don't know, why are you repeating them inside your head over and over and over as if they were true? Exactly. And, and even a step further, the, the, the women that I see, there's always a little, there's always a little component, almost, I would say 99% of the time with my clients, there's also a little bit of self-talk about their physical body, Mm -hmm. their weight, their looks, um, their their level of fitness, their strength, um, their balance. One side of the face is different than the other side. Exactly, exactly. And, and there's something. Yeah, you find something. Of course, and and I love what you just said to 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 talk to yourself like you would talk to your friends. On the physical part of that, I I take it a step further and and and. Also add 
that we should treat our body and ourselves as we would our favorite pets. We take our pets out for walks. We buy our pets a treat once in a while. We feed them the best food that we can possibly feed them. It's it's caring for ourselves and loving ourselves and our body the way that we love our pets because that's unconditional and we should love ourselves unconditionally. And and self-care um with with the self-talk but also the self-care of of this, you know, our physical body. And I I hear and see um I I teach for fun, I teach fitness classes as well, group fitness. And it's it's mostly all women in the classes. And I hear I hear several of them their their self-talk um and it's out loud that they literally say, you know, oh I hate my body. I I I can't stand how I look. You know, I'm doing this because I I hate myself. And and that's just to me that's sad. It's criminal that that we do that. Sorry about my little dog. He's hearing another dog outside barking. <laughs> Winston, sorry. No, okay. For the dog lovers out there, this is Winston. Uh he's he's uh he's quite enamored with the next door neighbor's dog who's outside barking. Just gonna open the door. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. Um so yeah, the self-talk issue is is really one to be overcome, isn't it? You know, and and that's and that's one of the other powers that I teach is is the ultimate is the the power of love. And we need to be uh we need to love ourselves enough to give ourselves the permission choose our own beliefs um take care of ourselves first and bring ourselves back up to that priority list there's another area money oh my goodness oh my goodness and what are our beliefs about money and why i know I know I've that's a big one for me. I've 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 spent my entire adult life trying to overcome um the belief system of my parents that was one of lack and one of a poverty mindset and that everyone else uh is is everyone else are they're the, they're the other people. They're the term that my parents used to use is the other half. How, how does the other half live, you know, and we're not them. <laughs> and so you're in, and, and a lot of women I think are raised that way that, you know, wealth and financial abundance is for, is for the other people. It's, it's for someone else. It's not for us. And, and realizing that we're all the same and abundance is everywhere. And we just have to open ourselves to it and open ourselves to receiving. And the fact that, like you said before, that we deserve it, right? That's that's a big, a big deal when it comes to money. Now, like I said, your belief hits every part of your life, not just one part. Yes. But if I don't deserve to make more than X amount of dollars per year, mm-hmm. then my subconscious is going to keep me right there. Absolutely is. Because what some people call it a set point, right? A money set point. Yeah. That's where your subconscious thinks you deserve to be based on your belief system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and energetically, with our language and our beliefs and those patterns, um, un- unless we can change our our energy around that, it-, it it will stay that way. It will it will stay the status quo because it's what we expect. And when we can change our expectations into um, positive expectations and and expect more, um, and and then to manifest that feel act think be and do like like that's who we are 
there there is no there's there's no stopping it there's no stopping us it, it's it's in and it, and it comes back to that i am statement and i am affirmations and i am worthy and i am, and i do deserve and i am powerful and and believing that and living that in the moment right now is what's going to change the past beliefs and rewire your brain for future beliefs that you choose of your own volition. Does that make sense? And sometimes the self-talk is, the affirmation is, I am worthy. And the immediate thought is, no, I'm not. Yeah. 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 And so you have now created this lie that you're trying to force yourself to believe mm-hmm. when maybe what might be more useful is to figure out why did that thought come in? What what caused me to create a belief that no, I'm not? Yes, exactly. Because there's something underneath that. One event, more events, multiple events. Right. Mm-hmm. You get to the root of that and then you can make a choice. Yes. Do I want to continue with that belief or do I want to look at it differently? Right. Create one that's maybe just slightly tweaked a little bit or maybe it's radically different, but that's a journey to stop. Stop that voice to come in and call you a liar. Yeah, totally. One one little uh, one little uh, exercise that I do with my clients around around exactly what you're talking about is, you know, those inner voices, those those uh, those inner statements that we have that 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 get us off track. Um, we, we kind of play a little, little game with that where I, I have my clients, uh, give that inner voice, uh, a name, a personality. And so that when you hear that voice and when you hear that negative comment to yourself, you can label it as that name, as that other personality. And, tell it to shut up. (laughs) And it's kind of fun because, and I know I've done this myself, because we all have those inner voices. We all have that voice that says, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Um, Why are you even trying that? What are you you bothering to do that for? You know, I I have that all the time. We all do. And, And one way to shut it off is to pinpoint that negative personality as not you. That's not you. And I, I had one client I'll never forget. I, I kind of talked to her about this concept and she immediately, she started to laugh and she goes, oh, I know who mine is. And I said, who? And she said, oh, it's Mrs. Kravitz. <laughs> and, you know, younger people will not know who that is. Well, but remember on Bewitched, yeah. uh, the, uh, the, the nosy neighbor yep. that was in the window all the time with her curlers and looking out the window and through the curtain and, and peeking and, and being the gossip and being the negative Nelly and, and making judgment, being very judgmental. So she named her inner critic, Mrs. Kravitz. And so every time she heard that voice and every time she heard, you know, a negative judgment or a negative uh, comment aimed at herself, she would say, that's Mrs. Kravitz and I'm not listening to Mrs. Kravitz and immediately shut it off. And it's it's kind of a, it, it's another tool. It's it's a little tool that we can use that's at our disposal. And it's it's. It really works. It really works. And one one person I talked to uh, um, on an earlier episode, she called it the mean girl. Mean girl shows up. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, there was a book I read. Um, I can't remember which book this was from. Um, might have been The Untethered Soul, but I'm I'm not sure. I read so many. But he called the voice in your head your roommate. Ooh. It's your roommate. Very true. <laughs> in, in in my in my writing and in my speaking, I call it the backseat driver. Because we all have that backseat driver, right? That one that you don't want in the car with you. That's telling you exactly where to turn, how to go, how fast to go. Just picking apart your driving. It, it's and and that's that's what I call mine. It's that backseat driver, and I don't want to have a backseat driver, and I'm not going to listen to the backseat driver. I'm the one driving this. 
<laughs> and I'm the one in control. And so for me, um, calling it a, a backseat driver or for short BSDs, I say, okay, that's your BSD, that's your BSD talking. Um, and so with my clients, that's what we call it. Your BSDs are talking again. Shut them down. Throw them out of the door. <laughs> and and it it works and it and it kind of adds a little bit of humor too. So it's not so stressful to think about that judging voice. It's is that's your BSDs. Throw them out. Tell them to get another cab. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about self-worth and we've talked about money. Mm-hmm. Let's focus a little bit on how our beliefs and our thoughts can affect our health. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, it's absolutely critical that we have um, self-talk around our health. Um, I, I tell I tell people, and it's funny, I was just reading a book called Your Body Hears, Hears Every Word You Say. And isn't it true? We... Everything that we voice and speak and even think, our bodies hear. And I've had I've had people in my audiences even um, because we do some physical exercise when I'm speaking and and we do movement. And I've had people say, "Oh well, I can't do that. I have bad knees." Oh my gosh! I immediately stop them and say. You do not have bad knees. You have knees. <laughs> They're not bad. They're knees. And when we start talking about our physical health that way, it's our voice has power and energy, and it will start to manifest those things in our physical health. I know with me, if I start to think about arthritis in my hands or if I start to think about, you know, having pain in my thumbs, um, I notice it and then I feel it. If I don't think about it and if I don't talk about it, I don't have it. I, it's, it's, it, there's power in what we say and our body does hear and absorb and manifest what we believe about our bodies. There's so much research and so much uh, so many books out there now about the mind body connection and and uh, i'm not saying that we don't need to physically take care of our body we do but mentally and emotionally we need to stop treating our bodies like they're like like they have um um oh i'm losing the words um imperfections we're we have to love our body and believe that it's it's perfectly imperfect and and not dwell on illness and expect illness to happen that's another one um expecting that we're going to be sick because we're getting older or aging or because it's in our family that's a big one for me um our dna does not determine our health period and i can say that with full 100% confidence because i'm an ident- i'm an identical twin 100% identical twin i am 100% healthy i've been tested <laughs> and she has a lot of health problems and has had a kidney transplant and gout and arthritis and all kinds of things and I don't, and we are 100% identical. So that's proof that our DNA does not determine our physical outcomes and our physical health. Just doesn't. I'm not saying it's not a, a, a component. I have markers for things, and, and, and I've been tested for that too. I have markers for kidney disease and, and the, the syndromes that she has, but I don't, I haven't manifested them. So there's something other than DNA and um and physical um attributes that cause illness. And what is it? What is it? There's a lot of research about uh epigenetics and uh the environment which 
includes your inner talk and your voice and your BSDs and your beliefs. Your body was created to heal. Absolutely. It knows how to heal. It will do it on its own if you expect it to. That is my belief. Oh, mine too. Mine too. Cut your hand. If you keep the cut clean, it, you can watch it over time. Just <laughs> close up and heal. Mm -hmm. You might have a little scar. You might not. But you didn't do anything except allow your body to do what it was created to do. Yes. So I'm an energy worker. Mm -hmm. I work with people who have emotional and physical symptoms, ailments, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have conversations and their life changes. Yeah. Whatever that symptom was, maybe is gone. They get some, they go back for tests and the mammogram is clear, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We just had conversations. That's all yeah. we did, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the body then heals. Somebody might say, oh, well, that's just a placebo effect. And I'm like, that's great. It is great. Your body did what it was designed to do, and it healed you. Mm -hmm. Allowed the mind to get out of the way, and you put an expectation on your body that it would do its job. Mm-hmm. 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 Exactly. The is really the, the abnormal part. The placebo effect is should be considered norm, right? Mm -hmm. But it's considered this, oh, I don't trust it. Yeah. Why would you not trust the way your body was designed to function? Exactly, exactly, and and there and and the proof is the proof is there that there is there is someone on the planet who has survived absolutely everything that can get thrown at us. There is somebody who has survived, and that's proof that all of us can, because we're all the same, and and the 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 belief system that you know i i have this and i have that and and this is the way it is i i have i i've i've heard so many people say oh well it's in my family it's inevitable I and so have. therefore what what that what's i'm gonna throw this out there not i'm not advertised it but i'm adopted so when i go to a doctor and they want all this history i just put unknown and then they have to look at me like an individual yes it is different because they have protocols to follow and, oh, if you've got this, let's test you for that. Well, that yeah. sets up that thought in your head. Oh, no, I'm probably going to get X, Y, Z. Yes. It's not. Only if you set yourself up for it. Yeah. Now, yeah, there are exceptions to everything. You can of walk course. by the door and get hit by a car. You're going to have all kinds of physical ailments. Yeah. That you, yes, the mindset does a lot, but your body is going to be overly taxed in some ways. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But on a normal life path, absent severe physical trauma, your body can support you. Absolutely. And it will. And it will. If you allow it and expect it, if we expect it. My, I, I took care of a very dear friend who was, she was like a second mom to me. And about, well, she died 12 years ago, but before she died, she was, she it was a kind of a long story, but she was diagnosed with lung cancer and she lived in Florida. I'm in Maine. Her best friend called me and told me that she was very sick. She had nobody to take care of her. Um, she didn't have any family. And so anyway, I went down and got her. She was very, very sick. And I brought her home with me because I couldn't stay in Florida and she couldn't stay there alone. So I brought her home with me to Maine and she lived with me for the last three months. I took care of her. But I remember taking her to the cancer center, the oncology center, and she absolutely insisted that the doctor give her a timeline. She wanted to know just exactly how, how long did she have. And I tried to discourage her from doing that, but she was older and she was of a different mindset and a different belief system. And uh, she wanted the doctor to tell her how much time she had. And she also wanted to know how she was going to feel on chemotherapy and what what was going to be the trajectory of her illness. And she wanted it laid out with a timeline. And he did it. 
to my chagrin, <laughs> I was so angry. And, and I, of course, I didn't say anything to her, but I was so angry because, and, and you still see this today, that doctors do that. And they will give people a timeline and they'll, they'll lay it out. Okay. You're going to, you're going to feel this and you're going to get very sick and then you might feel better. And then you have in a few months, this is going to happen. You know, they, they lay it all out. That's what they did for her. And I kid you not, she, she died Miles almost, away. she died almost to the day that they told her she had. Yeah. They told her she had, um, I don't know, three months or something. It was almost to the day that she died from what they told her. Her symptoms and her journey through that illness was almost to the minute what they told her that it would be. They programmed her milestones and programmed she her in her target. Absolutely. And her body Absolutely. supported her in that decision. Absolutely. And she took it on and she believed it and she owned it because that's what her belief system was that the doctors know. And so look at look at the power in that, the power of her thoughts and her beliefs that literally created and manifested that illness in her body to the minute, almost, what they told her it would be. Now, if she had had a different belief system, like I did when I was told at 22 that you're going to have kidney disease, you're going to need a kidney transplant, it's it's inevitable. Your father has it. Your uncle has it. I just, I remember specifically in my head thinking the thought, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's baloney. And I just dismissed it. And I've never had kidney disease. There's power in that. There's so much power in that. And I hate to see doctors give people uh, timelines and they have good they intentions. They fall back to their training. They but do. It's it is unconscionable. It and they don't really have is. a crystal ball. There exactly. is no crystal ball. Exactly. No. Uh, yes. No. So our, you're 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 absolutely right. Our health our health depends, um, I think, so much on our emotional and mental uh health and beliefs and confidence and self-love and self-worth, all of those things, all of those things. And, and it's, it's, it's really interesting. It's such a, such a myriad of, of possibilities that, and it's different for all of us. And it comes down to our, our belief systems. And, and you and I both know that our bodies are designed to be healthy and to heal. And that's what they do. If we let them, <laughs> I drive my my family nuts because I take it to an extreme. Mm. I've never had doctors who could cure or fix anything that I ever went to them for. So I have no trust in that structure, mm. right? Mm. Well, when I do have severe pain, like I've ripped things in both of my knees, where logic even tells me. Go get it looked at. But on the other hand, they can't do anything, right? Yeah. It just has to fix itself on its own. Mm -hmm. So I take it to an extreme and my family gets really ticked off. Now they finally come to the place where they're saying, well, why don't you just go get it checked out? You don't have to do what they say. Yeah. Then what's the point of going? So yeah. I have a tendency to utilize doctors to rule things out. Mm -hmm. Because with the testing and the diagnostics, they're pretty good at, at ruling things out. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. As as my expectation for them to be able to fix me, there is none there. Right. <laughs> That's right. my belief. And yeah. and and I realize I'm the one extreme. But other people go to the other extreme, which is the, the woman that you befriended mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. put all their trust in, in doctors who are just following protocols. Yeah. They don't have yeah. all the answers. Yeah. Yeah. You, no, they don't. People need to in my world. I advocate that people begin to listen to that still, small voice inside their head that says, is that really in my best interest? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Is that in my best interest and does that serve me? Is that what I need? Um, and, and, and meditating on that, going inside and asking ourselves those questions 
is, I think, crucial to just get quiet with ourselves and ask, okay, and, and, and like I said before, listening to your gut and your intuition, because your body will give you signals. I know mine does. When I, when I'm getting that gut feeling, for me, it's a whole body feeling. For some people, they might feel it in their stomach. For some people, they might feel it in their heart. For some people, they might feel it in their head. For me, when my gut is turned on and my intuition is turned on, it's a whole body thing. I feel it everywhere. Okay, this is, I mean, literally buzzing. <laughs> and we need to become aware of those those signals that our own body gives us and then listen to them. <laughs> know what it means and listen to it. And and when we're given, you know, diagnoses or or opinions or judgments that we can focus in on our own body for the answers and and listen to those internal signals and feel them. This has been such an interesting conversation. Yeah. We're getting close to the end of our time here, but oh. you have a superhero you checklist. Yes, I do. Oh my gosh, I'd love to, I'd love to give it to all your listeners. It's another one of my tools and it's called a superhero you checklist. It's um it's uh something I created for audiences years ago. And I've revised it a couple of times over the years and it is designed to um set you up for success every day. And I use mine. I have mine laminated. Um, it's usually here on my desk, but it's down on my dining room table. Um, it's a, it's a checklist for, for the day to set you up for success. And it incorporates all of the eight superpowers that I teach about. Um, they're not listed there, but it's infused with them. Um, and it, and it, it's it sets you up to put yourself on the priority list. It asks for things like three things that you're grateful for. It gives you a to-do list for your work and for home, but they're but they're short with only three items so that you don't overwhelm yourself every day. Um, there's a place where you commit to take care of yourself and and hydrate and move and um, just focus on yourself. It's it's a really powerful tool. And I and I did that because of another book that I read years ago. Uh, it was called The Checklist Manifesto, I believe. Um, and I think it was a, a Tulgawande who, who wrote that book. But it was about checklists and the importance of checklists in hospitals and in surgeries so that things don't get missed. And I thought, Man, we need a checklist for our day so things don't get missed. So that's why I created it, and it's got it's got directions with it, so you don't have to worry about it. And and um, I highly encourage people to laminate it and just reuse it every day. Cool, and the link will be right down below. Yes, yes. Your website is called the Superhero Coach dot com. Yeah, yes, ma'am. And the link to that also will be down below. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. This has been so much fun. Thank you, Jean. I, I love what you're doing and reaching people and all the work you do is just amazing with the energy work you do and now with your podcast. And, and I'm so grateful for you to have me on. Thanks. It's a lot of fun. Do you have any closing words that you'd like to leave with our listeners? Um, let me see. Probably, probably I'd like to just reiterate that especially now in our world, um, and I, I was just having this conversation with a client yesterday that I, I'm feeling, and I think you probably are too, because we're both empathetic and, and energy people. Um, I'm, I'm really feeling that everyone is desperately seeking more kindness and more love. And the only way that we're going to get that is by giving it. So my, my, my message would be to share kindness and give love, um, from the heart and to others, because when you do, you will receive it tenfold. So kindness and love are two of the powers. And I would say share it and share it wide. <laughs> 
And that's where we're going to leave this episode. Share your kindness and share it wide. (laughs) This is Jean Porter, your host for the Focus Practical Dreamers Journey podcast. See you next time. Thank you, Jean. Thank you for tuning in to the Focused Practical Dreamers Journey, where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Remember to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey.